What's up, everybody? Welcome to another week, another episode of Ballin' Out Super! I am your host, Lawson Phoenix, and I'm fucking high on life. I'm high on Chinese New Year. I'm high on the Lunar New Year. I'm a lunatic. I'm fucking crazed. I'm a werewolf. I'm a madman. What's up, Anel? How are you doing? Hot start, damn! <laughs> see, Chi- see, you're the dragon got lost in, got lost in uh, lit right now. I'm here to spit fire, spit truth. You're the dragon, like, <laughs> yeah. Spit lyrical spit smoke, you know what I'm truth. saying? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah. The year of the dragon, and the dragons, as we all know, not very important in Dragon Ball. I hear. Um. <laughs> Yeah, side character. Side, side character, characters, yeah. Uh, I've, since I have taken over this year's show, we've been doing this year's series, mm-hmm. I've been naming the episodes Dragon uh, episode number. It's now the, officially the Year of Dragon. Year of the Dragon. So sing it in Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac, but sing Year of the Dragon. That's, that's the bit. Year of the Dragon. Year, Year of the Dragon. <laughs> Shout out to all my dragons out there, out these out these streets, dragoning it up. Shout out to Monkey D Dragon, that's Luffy's dad. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Shenron, my dude. Um, shout out to the Namek. Dra- Who's the Namek Dragon? What was his name? He had a different name. Uh, I don't remember nails? what it was. No, the dragon for the 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 the, the Namek's. Uh, oh, Parunga. Parunga, my man. See, this is why you're my co-host, Benel. You fucking <laughs> Parunga. I did not. Look, I would not have remembered that. Brother, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm the biggest Namekian fan out there. I think I think they're the best. I mean, is you know, is Namek the best Dragon Ball Z arc? Yeah. Okay. I, I'd say that. Okay. I'm a Cell Saga guy myself, but I cannot deny Namek has some really good stuff going on. I definitely, still, I think the Cell finale is definitely stronger than the Namek finale. But oh, if yeah, I'm being absolutely. fair, yeah, because Namek, and Namek finale takes takes forever to get around to get to the end. I think it was it definitely shows like if you clip it by like half. Yeah, and it's a much better. Yeah, it's a great adventure story. It's still, it's still a good adventure story too. It's like all the stuff that they do up to that final fight. I think it's all that stuff is pretty great, actually. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, th- that's the thing. I think Namek is strongest before the Goku Frieza showdown. Actually, yeah, I think everything up to that is where it's actually at its best. The real, like the real MacGuffin. Keep away game they play, yeah. With Krillin and Gohan being like straight underdogs, Vegeta being in a third party, and then like the incoming of stronger opponents with uh, the the Ginyu Force, and then eventually Frieza himself. Right. No, I want to say that watching the Red Ribbon Army arc and uh, the Frieza the Frieza arc, you, you try watching those back to back, and they're basically the same, same story. The thing about the Red Ribbon, though, is that Goku can wash pretty much all of them, 
Except true. General Tao. Yeah. I guess that's true in Namek, because Fre- Goku can actually watch everybody except Frieza. Right? So I guess that's kind of true, now that I think about it. Yeah. But what Namek has that the Red Ribbon doesn't is Gohan, Krillin, and Vegeta, right? A third yeah, party. Like, I think Vegeta... Yeah. Vegeta really makes Namek sing, being the third party, because... Yeah. I think just, like, that type of story told with three parties is just more interesting than with two parties. Yeah, You definitely. know, just inherently. Um, and also, you know, people love Vegeta, so. And, you know, he's, he's Vegeta. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah. So, spicy boy. Um, a spicy short prince. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, I love the Reverend and Army arc that we're in now as well. And it kicks off hot with his muscle tower stuff, which I'm enjoying. I will say, yeah, the beats in the Cell Saga, although there's some, like, cool, interesting stuff, it's not as fun as Namek, because... Yeah, Namek's way more. The androids as MacGuffins, well, you know, it's good, but it's not quite the same sort of, like... Easter egg hunt that the Dragon Balls on Namek are. Namek's also just, let's be honest, Namek's a more fun setting than just... Fucking Earth, right? Like, just that's not just Earth. It's like the rocks that they're adding the androids in. It's like just a bunch of rocks everywhere. You know, it's not. Yeah, it's not as cool as Namek, but um, we get like that nice thing where, like, you know, Vegeta beats Datara easy, and then he gets smoked by Sarbon, but then he comes back and beats Sarbon. Yeah, uh, no like, stuff like, like that. Stuff like that's really fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh, rinses Kui. Like, Kui yeah. shows up, and Kui's like, Ah, I used to be strong. I'm stronger than you. Regina dusts him. Then he's even strong enough to beat Dater, like you said, who's, like, we think is, like, a tough guy. Because doesn't he fuck up Krillin? He fucks up Krillin easy. Yeah, easily. Like, like, and so, like, oh, oh, thing, oh. Gohan and Krillin are incredibly un- underpowered for the scale. Oh, they're like, way man. below, the, yeah, the other t- parties involved, yeah. But, but they, uh, they survive, and, uh, are actually able to... Yeah, it's them and Bulma, bro. It's Krillin, Gohan, and Bulma. They're so, like, fucked. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, Bulma's necessary because she's the brains of the operation. And she's got the radar. That's, like, their only upside, right? Is the... Yeah, that's the the only... Yeah, that's the only upside. Um, And the fact that they can sense... The other upside is, actually, which I kind of love with the storytelling, is they can sense power levels... Which even like which Vegeta learned to do from them. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Is like, and they can hide their true power level, right? Which like, I like that. That it's cool. I like that because it like, you know, illustrates as like oh, some shit that the technology can't t- can can't teach you. Yeah, the fact that Frieza's soldiers have always relied on scouters means they never f- like use that muscle, and that's why Vegeta yeah. started. Vegeta's so talented that as soon as he started trying to use it, he was able to master it. But that's why QE showed up all confident, because Vegeta suppressed his power level. You know, people say, and I usually agree with this, that power levels are kind of a bad idea, but oh, even something like that, where it's like you're setting stuff too much in stone, you can still... Uh, Toriyama did some fun storytelling with that early on, you know, with people suppressing their power levels, and then... Growing, I mean, that's yeah. like that's become like a trope now, where it's like an anime character suppresses their power and then, <laughs> you know, taking Lockley taking the weights off, Kenpachi taking off his eye patch, 
etc. Right, but um, you know, Yusuke with the spirit cuffs. Uh, it was a fun one that I saw recently when I watched Yu Hakusho for the first time. But um, yeah, even with something like that, you can you can still do fun stuff with like sensing power levels, suppressing power levels, stuff like that. Um, because that's how they're able to hide. It's like someone like Datara, he can't sense power levels, right? So he has to actually see Krillin to find him. But uh, yeah, and then Zabon yeah. Zabon was a fun character. Handsome guy, but then he like gets really ugly when he gets really strong. <laughs> Simple but cool. Um, good stuff. But anyway, um, Benny J is the year of the dragon. Um, and that means that it's time for us to return to your favorite segment that we do every episode. <laughs> hey, I in fact insist. In, I in fact insist upon it. <laughs> you can hear. I won't get it. I want the listeners to know. Just understand. When I pitched this to Benel before we started recording, the sigh that he let out. Exhausted <laughs> <Austin> sigh. <laughs> I want you to say, listeners, Benel does the recaps for these shows, so he, like, works twice as hard as me at this part. And then I also thrust shit like this upon him. Uh, so, you know, um, shout out, shout out to the mans. My co-host, but I will torture him with another CBR list. <laughs> That's right, baby. CBR with their lists. Now, um, this is and we'll, we'll do it spoiler free. But these are the ten best Jujutsu Kaisen main characters ranked as of November twentieth, twenty twenty three, which I don't think season two had ended yet. Because wasn't the 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 strike still happening? No, yeah, I think the strike's still happening. So it was around, yeah, it was like when, the, yeah. So it was it's this. So this is accounting for season two, but not all of it. I think it's yeah. fair. So just to give some context there, C- context. So ten, yeah, top ten, JJK main characters. So just to be clear, main characters does not mean baby faces. But it means characters who are sc- main. <laughs> they get screen time, basically. Um, so that being said, Benel, who do you think is on this fucking thing? <laughs> I mean, it, I, I, I mean, obviously Yuji, you know, Fushigoro, uh, Nabari. You know what's uh, crazy, Benel? Uh, you said Mahito. Yeah, Maito, Goju. Okay, so... You know what's crazy, Benel? Is that... Uh, no, they're all on there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're all on there. <laughs> yeah, Yuji's uh, number one. Uh, Nobara, number two. And the headline reads, Nobara Kogasaki sets a new standard for shonen girls. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Long and short, yeah. like Navarro is such an interesting case because, like, I legitimately love her character and think the character is like very non-binary in the way they treat femininity, which is like they like being feminine, but they are not. They do not see themselves as as a as a woman. 
Like yeah. they like dressing cute and being adorable, but they do not give a shit about you know the societal meaning of of uh, right of, of of femininity. She's not in a box. Hey. She's not in a box yeah. of what it means. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. The way they booked Nobara, the way they characterized her, to me was a big draw for this show. Um, it's so. a, yeah, it's so different from what, how other women like. She's not there to you know uplift the dudes, and like she's not there to play as a nursemaid to other dudes. To the dudes, she's like not your mom. She doesn't give a shit. She's no, like, she's she's not the emotional ha- core, the emotional yeah. support, the healer one, the you know all the archetypes we you know we yeah she's she, she's no not love a white triangle bitch. yeah right yeah. Yeah, she's not a white mage. She's not there to like heal your shit. Like, I, she's kind of like the role she plays is generally the bruiser. Uh, yeah, which is hilarious, kind of. Yeah. In the, in the, yeah, in the fucking anime, like if you want to compare it to white priest, she's uh, she's she's Zoro. Like, mm. she's there to fuck shit up, bro. Yeah, she is more, like, definitely more of a bruiser. She's the heavy. Yeah, yeah. she's the heavy. Like. That's her her role in the group, and she's a heavy. If you want, if anybody is like the emotional, like a white mage, is Toto. Toto hmm. serves as the white mage for Yuji. That's because he's like he's definitely Yuji's emotional support. Yeah, yeah, for sure, way more than than Nobara or Megami, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um... so it's like it. it it's not even like an inversion. It's just like not doing the thing, that, not doing the thing that w- women in this role generally do. Right. She's like refusing and steadfastly. That's why I love her. Yeah. And she's also a bad bitch. Let's be real. She's such a bad bitch, bro. <laughs> she's she's a, the um, baddest bitch around. Yeah, it's uh, super cool. And for, yeah, so number one here we have it says Yuji, Itadori's perfected the Shonen protagonist formula. Um, now you said Mahito is number six, uh, an unnerving villain who's cruel, weird, and funny all at once. He is incredibly, he's charming, but he's also such an asshole yeah. that you want to see him beaten to death. Yeah, and I like, generally hate him. <laughs> I, yeah, there's no, there's no... He's bad to uh, like other villains. Like you know, the other villains are evil, but they there's something there about them that it's like you see their point of view. Mahito, you see his point of view, and you still hate him for it. Like even yeah. you go like, there's no reason you're like this, other than the fact that you're like like it is in your nature to be like this. But you're not. You're the most horrific and cr- you're like all of men. You're not even like. Men's curse hatred towards men is your just your human cruelty personified. Essentially, yes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was born of men's fear or of other or, yeah, people's fear of other people. Uh, and but he, he represents that in like straight up cruelty, cruel yeah. to a fault, basically. Yeah. Um. To the point. To the point where it hurts him. Like he gets, he gets his ass handed to him. More often than not, the problem is he's fucking tenacious. It's like he can't, like yeah. he, the problem is you fucking can't get rid of him. He's a fucking roach. Yeah, That's why everyone hates him. It's yeah. like because other like ideally he, he'd get he'd 
take the L and then be destroyed. But no, this motherfucker just keeps coming back. Yeah, and his power is fucking broken. Yeah, no, for real. Um, Megami Fushiguro is number nine. Feels kind of low. <laughs> that's low. That's, but... a, that's low, man. I'm wondering if it's, uh, you know, Goju. Like, Goju is, like, one of the most popular character, I'd say, um, in the series. And he, I think he does kind of shift the focus away from the the starting three a lot of the times for fans. I sure. think the fans really love him, and they really would want to focus on him. But it's like, it can't be just go. It can't be Goju. It can't just be Goju's show. No, it's, I mean then, it's not. It's yeah. not his show. Yeah, but he's he is cool, and he's number three. Uh, yeah, Satoru Gojo makes OP characters cooler than ever. Uh, uh, Megami Fushiguro um, hasn't yet become Yuji's best friend slash rival. Is the headline for him? Mm. So maybe that's why they're putting him that low. Yeah, I guess in this in this season he is. I mean, still... T- Toto's Yuji's best friend. <laughs> yeah, Toto's yeah, Toto's is the best friend. My best friendo, brother. Um, yeah. So Gojo's three. Who else do you think is on this this list of uh, MCs? I mean, we got Panda. We got Mai. Uh, Mai's not on here. Panda is number seven. Panda has a sympathetic and intriguing backstory. Which I won't say any more of because it's a spoiler, sort of. But (laughs) yeah. yeah. Panda kind of rules. Here's the thing. This, this, uh, um, Nakatsu count. Because he's not in the season. Uh, I'll just tell you he's not here. Yeah, yeah, Kotsu's not in the season, but he's a, he's yeah. an incredibly important character. Incredibly important, yeah. But but he is not in the season. Uh-huh. Um, I'll say Gato Gato because he's the main villain of the of the, of the show. And surprisingly, not here. What? No one. Yeah, I was surprised. I w- Kento, uh, man, Kento, obviously. Kento has a big arc. So in, in season two, Kento uh, Nanami. Yeah, number four. Kento Nanami, Nanami is the more cynical Satoru Goju. It says, "Yep, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Talk about cool GameStop. Definitely not." No. Yeah, we all love we all love Nanami. He's uh, he's he's boss. He he's daddy to some. People. A lot of people call him daddy. Mm-hmm. He's a daddy. Um, so we're just missing number five and number eight and ten. All right, five, eight, and ten. This is a season two. At least the first half, let's say, at least is is taken into account here. I give you that hint. Man, Gato is not in the fucking list. Like it's all yeah, he's not. Like, it's the kind first, of a swerve. Yeah. <laughs> first half of the second season is all about him and yeah, yeah. I'm kind of surprised too by that, but I see the, I see the other picks though. <laughs> and even I will say, even though season two is taken into account, um, one of these characters definitely 
is more featured in season one. Maybe May May? Actually, two of them are, to be honest with <laughs> Two of them are. Yeah. yeah. Like May May. Uh, not May May, not May May, no. I'll, okay, I'll give you, they're all they're all they're all students. They're all students. The last these last three. They're all students. Yep. It's not Mai's not in the in the in the thing. No, not Maki. M- Maki, yes, indeed. <laughs> Maki okay. is. She's number so five. So, so is Maki there? Then Toge is there. Then yes, there you go. Number five. Yeah. Maki Zenin is inspiring because she will prove everyone wrong. Number. Okay, but she just she hasn't done anything in season two so far. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But in, uh, number eight, Toge Inumaki is a gimmick, but a fun one. I mean, he is, okay. but he, I, I agree. He is a fun gimmick. I like Toge. Yeah, Toge, uh, I haven't seen the rest of the second season, but I don't think he has a big part in the second season. Yeah, I mean, I I, this is mostly a first season thing, I think, I want to say. Yeah, it feels is. like this list, this list feels like first season. Because, like, you know, Maki and Toge have a big part. I'd fucking put Mekamaru in there, like, on this list, because Mekamaru has that huge fight with Panda. If this is the first season... Magamaro has a huge fight with Panda, and he has an even bigger part in the second season. My um, man, you got it. Number 10, Mechamaru. <laughs> and okay, that's all we can say without... I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll just say he's there. <laughs> Mechamaru's number 10. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Mechamaru is... Mechamaru uh, versus ooh. Panda is pretty pretty dope, yeah. Um, uh, one, of the, one of the best fights. One of yeah, the best fights pretty of, sick. Of the series. Um... Yeah. Yeah, so we have uh, number 10, Mekamaru. Uh, number 9, Megami Fushiguro. Number 8, Togi Inomake. 7, Panda. 6, Mahito. 5, Maki Zenin. 4, Kento Nanami. 3, Satoru Goju. 2, Nobara Kugasake. Number 1, Yuji Itadori. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, thank you for playing along, Benny G. To folks out there, if you haven't, Watch any JJK. What the fuck are you waiting for? The show's baller. What are you nuts? This is a literally a modern it. classic. Lawson <laughs> finished it in a day. Well, like, like a couple days. The season two. He finished. He finished second season. He did not sleep. I paused to watch wrestling with the gang, and that's basically it. Uh, yeah. I like picked it up on a maybe like it was like last Wednesday. And yeah, then yeah. I finish it by Thursday night or something. I watch Dynamite yeah, and then everything yeah. else. And I just just kept watching this show. Couldn't put just it down. Bana- just bananas. I was furious. <laughs> I wanted to watch it. I wanted to lost another space it out so we could watch it together. Oh, Talk my bad. It. Nah, it's all good. This is ha- this has happened before. Uh, uh, with JJK Zero. Okay, listen. Well, okay, all right. Let's because this involves parties who used to be present. So. Benel did invite me to see JJK Zero with him, but we didn't make concrete plans. We just said we we're gonna watch it together. No. So one day, yeah, we said we <laughs> after uh, Ball and Super recording, uh, one with Andrew Taven, so we could date this. Uh, <laughs> so but, like, I go over to Patak's place, and Patak and Taven are like, "Yeah, hey, we're gonna go see JJK Zero after recording," and I was like, "Well, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll go," because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't hang out with. I don't hang out with Patak or Taven that much, honestly. But um, 
uh, definitely Taven. I like almost never see the guy. So I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And so I just went. And then, uh, you know, the, <laughs> that means I didn't go see it with Benel first. Which, a little uh, about it, but that's, you know, we got over <laughs> sorry, it. Sorry, and... brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got over it. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah. It's fine. I just watched watch it alone. I just watched it alone in my living room. It's fine. <laughs> it's a fucking good movie. Um, it's so good. Oh my god, it's so good, and it's eighty minutes. Like you have, like, yeah. literally, you can, and it's so good. Yeah. Man, they killed those guys. They killed those animators. They make that movie. Yes. They did it in four months. They four came up months. with an eight night, and and it's so good. It yeah. is so good. Yeah. Not only did they do it in four months, it's amazing. I, I don't know if I expressed this here, but um, JJK season two. I look. I love season one of JJK. And off of season one alone, I was considering JJK one of my top anime of all time. Uh, season two is one of the best seasons of anime there's ever been. And I say that yeah. with supreme confidence. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't... I, I mean, it's tough for me to imagine like how a season of anime could be stronger. Uh, you know, like even... Yeah, or more powerful, even. Like, it's just kind of hard to... <laughs> they torture those fucking animators, and they... Uh, MAPPA, um, they're the Joe Jackson of animation yeah, companies. They, they just... They, they, they beat those animators into creating... Season 2 of Jujutsu Kaisen is thriller. That's what it is. It's fucking... <laughs> like, it's the album that is, thriller. That is, that, is 12, <laughs> that is 12 years of abuse right there. Yeah. Get that that get work, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, my God, yeah. I mean, damn, bro. <laughs> it's just so. Don't let those those poor animators work go to go. You know, go uh, for naught. Watch JJK season two. It's it's uh, it's some hype shit. Um, with yes. that, let us delve into the show that we talk about every week. As we get into this ep- week's episode of the Dragon Ball. Dragon Alright, we're picking up after last episode with Goku faces down Android 8. Murasaki tells Goku that Android 8 is really strong, and Android 8 has to be released when, uh, from his chains. In case you're wondering. He has chains all over. He has chains on. When, yeah. when Murasaki can't find the key to his chains, Android 8 destroys his restraint, and then Murasaki commands Android 8 to destroy Goku. Of course, 8 refuses, citing that killing living things is bad, and he hates bad things. Somehow the most human answer out of all of us. <laughs> That's the irony. Yeah. Murasaki retrieves a remote control and tells Android 8 that he has a bomb in his body. Uh, and then Murasaki will detonate it if Android does not do as commanded. Even with his life in jeopardy, Android refuses to hurt living things. And General White commands Murasaki to detonate the device. Wow. There's a lot going on here. So. This is like a precursor. No. So remember later yeah. in the Cell Saga, Androids 17 yeah. and 18 have bombs in them? Yeah. 
I, I totally, and this is like, I didn't remember that Andrew Day had a bomb in him also, but. Also, Andrew Day's Frankenstein. I think most people listening to this know this, but just in yeah. case. I can't imagine people listening to this haven't, like, seen some of Dragon Ball. <laughs> just, <laughs> or they're thinking about watching it, but like, ah, oh, yeah, let's see what these guys think first. Um, but yeah, Andrew Day's Frankenstein, uh, but like a complete pacifist. And yeah, but he's, we know he's strong because he broke out of those chains. So he is strong. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he won't hurt anybody. And, uh, Murasaki's about to drop the bombshell. About to drop a bomb on him, baby. Uh, Murasaki scuttles away to avoid the blast, but Goku, uh, cuts him off and drop and knocks the remote out of his hand with a power pole for smashing it. Goku then knocks out Murasaki with a big punch and checks in on Andrew 8. Andrew, Andrew 8. <laughs> Android 8. Andrew Tate. Uh, yeah, Andrew, Andrew, uh, Andrew Tate. <laughs> he checks, checks out some Andrew Tate videos. Uh, you know, Andrew Tate gets arrested for sex trafficking. Uh, yeah, sex trafficking guy. He, he, yeah. That's the guy. You know the guy who uh, traffics women uh, uh, for sex? Um, yeah. That guy I'm going to listen to for advice. Why do we How always do, do this? With, literally, why do we always do this with criminals? Like, <laughs> you mean you want to be an alpha this male? Guy, you mean sex trafficker? Why? You mean why are you first? Why are you all grifters? Why are none of you like? <laughs> they're all grifters. They all do it. They all gr- they're all fucking grifters. And then like they get caught up in some shit. And then everybody acts surprised. Like, we didn't know that this person with low moral character is a bad person. It's because like, people with strong personalities are super effective against people who have a weak sense of self. God, that's... I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I it's mean... Like it, but it, it's just fucking wild watching these people just parody shit from literal fucking rapists and then like yeah like dude you you want to be like that's that's who you want to be this is your king this is your guy this is your god it's this is yeah your king? it's because people without like a strong sense of themselves they're kind of like empty vessels that'll fill themselves with anything you know even if it's toxic yeah, why, does, <laughs> why does it feel like a lot of these people why does it feel like there's way more empty vessels than there are like filled people, like people with senses. Like it's um, is is having a sense of self hard? Uh for a lot of people, I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Damn, that's tough. Cause like, you know, uh, this is obviously goes to a larger discussion about everything. But like, uh, <laughs> nobody teaches you how to have a sense of self. You know, <laughs> mm, it's kind of an internal like thing you either like learn or like a strength you gain or you know something you develop over time it's kind of uh a lot of people just don't they just don't get there they're just like they're just lost just wandering around a forest and if some if a rapist yells loud enough they'll be like oh a light and they'll walk over to it like a moth basically <laughs> what what do, what do these people do with their time like because all i do is think about everything all the time is it they're just whatever. They're like bees. What? They just do whatever they're t- fucking told to do, bro. They're just what? They're just like whatever, bro, bro. Yeah, they're like worker bees, bro. They just can't. It can't be that. It can't be that. 
I mean, I'm being a little, you know, harsh, but like, it's kind. Of, I think that's kind of true for a lot of people. Everyone has to have an internal world, right? Like, we all have to have an internal world. Can't all? Mm. Most of us can't just walk around not, not having an internal life. I mean, right? It can't. <laughs> it can't just be that. It can't be like, like oh yeah, and like you know, seventy percent of the population has no internal life. Is either they don't have one or they're unsatisfied with it in a very, in a very, in, they're they're dissatisfied and they're looking for a, a like another way, you know. Because like people like this who like follow like clearly toxic, fucking shitty people, it's like they have they have to be like dissatisfied in some way, otherwise they wouldn't latch on to something like this. This is how like this is how people like why do people join cults, or or fucking, <laughs> you know, shitty Reddit threads <laughs> for a lesser example. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. Man, I, I am just like always. I'm just like always amazed. I'm always like legitimately amazed by, uh, you know, I I said something in therapy that I was like, yeah, twelve billion of anything isn't special. And my therapist was like, "What does that mean?" I'm like, "I don't know." What does but that I mean? Know that okay. It, it means twelve billion of anything is not special. There's about twelve. What, what's the human count? Uh, are we at? Are we at nine billion? Yeah, we're at eight billion. We were eight billion last I checked. Have we hit Man. nine? I mean, I think your yeah. I think your stand still affords for eight billion. Is if that's what you're going for? <laughs> this break in the action is brought to you by the Leong and Leongs, the professional wrestling podcast hosted by Lawson Leong and Katie Rose Leong. Listen on Spotify. Chop wood, start a zoom meeting. Yep, chop wood, start a zoom meeting. <sighs> Carry water, start a new zoom meeting. You in therapy, you said eight million of or, yeah. I mean, eight million of something isn't special. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, yeah. Letting go special. That is the thing that I I uh, discovered really helps when um you want to talk about self and you want to talk about you know your identity. Letting go of this idea that that anything is special. There's anything Mm. has inherent meaning or significance. I think it's really important for people to. Wake up to people don't, people don't, uh, you don't get things. You don't deserve <laughs> things. You get things like life, pain, suffering. Mm, All true. those things are bills. Those are bills that come due like in life. Yeah. You get these things. You don't deserve them. You don't deserve to suffer and you don't deserve happiness. You don't deserve anything. You don't deserve no, to no suffer or be happy. <laughs> you don't deserve to suffer or be happy. You just get to. Yeah. That's life. That's what experiences are. Mm, like, yeah. you just get to. So being okay with this just is. This just is. You are just... And there's and there's nothing special about it. Um, mm. your, pain, your pain is not special. The pain you cause is not special. Nothing is special. It's just significant. It's just value. Like, it's like the, the, what do you value? When can I buy your book, Benero? God, don't. When did you, you, you have just give a, me money. You have a. I don't think they even. I could just. How about you give me money? I just tell you what I think. 
How about it? You know what? Instead of me doing all that work, when I just tell you what I think, you just give me money. That would be. That is a lot easier, I guess. Yeah, a lot more direct. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot, thousand times more easier. So where were we, by the way? Oh, Andrew Tate sent us on this. Yeah. Because Android Eight. Yeah. Android Eight. Yeah. Android Eight. Okay. Yeah. So yes, Android Eight. Knowing that he's about to die, he's Android free. Eight uh, is is saved by Goku. Yeah. And uh, Goku punches Marasaki. That's the last we'll ever see of him. Yeah, last we'll ever see of his ass. Goku asks Android why he doesn't fight. Android, despite the size, says he uh, is afraid of fighting and wants to be peaceful. Uh, meanwhile, Goku calls in re- uh, General White calls in reinforcements uh, to take down to head upstairs and take out Goku. Goku himself heads upstairs to try to get rid of General White once and for all, leaving. Android 8 to take care of himself. Yeah, he just says, bye, Android 8. Uh, take care of yourself, peace. Doesn't ask him to come with him. Doesn't ask him for anything. Just leaves. Just saves him. Saves him and goes. Just saves him and leaves. Uh, so, Goku heads upstairs uh, and finds out that he's in a room that looks like the first level of the PC game Doom. <laughs> and then he wanders around, um, soon becoming lost and seemingly trapped in a loop in which he cannot escape. Is it real that General White controls the means opening and closing passageways uh, with his plan to starve Goku out? Goku hears something approach and soon finds that Andrew 8 has uh, come around the corner to help him. Is it real that Andrew 8 has come to help Goku? Uh, Goku gives Andrew 8 the name of Hachan. Uh, which Android 8 likes. Hachan, a.k.a. in the English version, Aider! Why you called me Aider? Well, Android 8 is just a lot to say. Or Android number 8. This <laughs> is a lot to say. So I think I just call you Aider. Oh, Aider. I like that. That's how the English sure. version went. It's not as good as Hachan. Uh, no, Hachan is yeah, pretty pretty t- pretty tight. Uh, meanwhile, Sono and her family are discussing the Red Ribbon Army's plans to find the Dragon Balls. As Sono worries about Goku, Goku and Hachan continue wandering around until Hachan notices footsteps beneath them. Uh, soon, Red Ribbon guards arrive, and Hachan trips one of them while Goku takes out the rest. The deal scurries around a set of dead ends when Hachan notices. Uh, the wall was that wasn't there before. General White positions the wall uh, around to block the exit. Hachan notices the wall isn't completely fresh and tells the uh, Goku to go around the corner. While Hachan remains in one spot, the wall opens up, allowing Goku, uh, Hachan to head towards the opening, which General White closes in a panic, which allows Goku to get to the staircase. Goku goes to the staircase, and then at the last moment, Aider comes around the bend, and he dives headfirst and narrowly makes it through the path as well. Uh, Aider, big brain Aider, Frankenstein, android, uh, realized that the walls were moving, and so that's why they split up their forces there. So, good going, Android 8. What a fun ally. He he's not a clown, and uh, and you know, good, 
good head on his shoulders. Truly. I mean, it's somebody's head, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Goku dodged bullets, by the way, in the sequence with the soldiers. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's pretty lit. Um, and he also palm struck through, like, two guys at once. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a big, strong boy. Yeah, big. He's a big, strong boy. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll never know. Hachan and Goku head up to past the fifth floor, which Hachan reveals has no entrance, and then heads directly up to the sixth floor, where General White waits. General White tries to guilt Android A into killing Goku by telling him that he owes his life to the Red River Army. Without them, he'd be dead. But Hachan refuses. General White then triggers a trapdoor, sending Hachan and Goku into the floor below. Tan the episode. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh... That was fucking, uh, expected. <laughs> How many trapdoors are these guys gonna have, bro? Goku I'm tired of these villains with their trapdoors. Yeah, seriously? <laughs> Goku ain't never seen a trapdoor he ain't step on. I'll tell you that much. He gets to step on them trapdoors. I love Android... Uh, Android God damn it. I love Android 8. <laughs> Is what I meant to say. I think he's just the best. Um, and, uh, yeah. I uh, enjoyed this episode quite a bit. Uh, out of seven Dragon Balls... I would probably give it, uh, actually, I'd probably give it, f probably wouldn't give it that high, actually, because the Labyrinth thing was kind of, so I, I did think it was funny yeah. that after the the Labyrinth thing, it was, like, set up like a video game, General White was, like, playing a video game, yeah. and then after Goku and Ader made it through, it said, game over, um, that was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I would probably give this... Let's go 4.5, actually. I'm between 4 and 5 here. Because I don't really care for the Labyrinth stuff that much, but I do like Android 8. So I'll go 4.5. Yeah. What would you say, Benel? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm around a, I'm about around a, a 3, to be honest with you. I was fine with it. Like, uh, mm. uh, the... Uh, I like Aider. Uh, the Maze thing is a little, was a little silly. I think it went on a little bit too long. Yeah, it went on too long. Yeah, we could have gotten more action out of this. But, you know, it, it also, was a good episode. It seemed like a little... How do I put it? Like, like having the maze and then just setting soldiers in there also, just, it didn't make, like... It didn't really vibe with the rest of Muscle Tower, the way it's been set up so far. You know, like, every floor has been, like, yeah. one thing. So to, like, have a maze and then send the soldiers down into the maze also felt just kind of like... Like, they just sent the soldiers down there because they knew the maze was kind of boring by itself. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, not as fun as, like, Murasaki stuff. But we do get Android 8, who I like. Uh, Goku smacking the, the bomb controller. And then when he, when he stopped that controller out... He fucking Danielson stomped that shit. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, 
But yeah, really the Labyrinth kind of drug this episode down, I agree with you, so. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I still liked it, but uh, they've done better. And now, it's time for everyone's favorite segment of every show. It's time for <laughs> But now, please tell the people at home about you and your wares. Guys, if you uh, want to see me live, professional, professional wrestling, uh, Tulsa Fest in uh, Eureka's on the 24th in February, where the Capitalist Pig will show up and wrestle Drew Doobie. It's going to be a good match. No ring death match. Uh, and trust me, there's going to be some fucking shenanigans. Wait, the Capitalist Pig versus Drew Doobie in a no ring death match? Yeah. Some shenanigans. Ooh. I am excited. Ooh, uh, and you better get 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 it ready. Um, and uh, if you need any more information, H A M underscore wrestler on Instagram, Capitalist Pig Wrestler on Instagram for more dates. They are coming up soon. I'm filling out my booking schedule. Uh, so keep a keep an eye out for that. Indubitably, and as usual, uh, we also host the Talking Naruto uh, show. Uh, we are deep in the war arc, and so if you want to hear us talk about Naruto Shippuden, Deska, you check out uh, Talking Naruto. As well as we here at Bono Super got a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash BOSpod, um... $5 a month gets you everything, the entire backlog, as well as, you know, uh, the current stuff, which me and Hannah Harkness are doing Yu-Gi-Oh! in Battle City so far. So, yeah. Um, and if you, uh, you know, the next couple months, we might have a big, uh, well, yeah, the next month, we might be having a big little, a big little, a little big, tournament arc to determine what we're going to be doing next on the Patreon as we cut to a bit of a fork in the road here. So. I hope it's a Yu-Gi-Oh! Tur- I hope it's a Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament arc. It <laughs> might be a little bit of Mar- a little March Madness fun. Well, a little March Madness fun just to see. Uh, Guys, we're just, we're, we're gonna, you, you know how you're going to decide? We're all going to play a Flesh and Blood Swiss. Uh, you know, top eight. Yes, hell and, yeah. And, uh, Bro, wait till I get my ninja uh, deck ready, bro. You're gonna be rinsed. Man, who are you playing, Katsu? The other one. Oh, oh, fucking the lady ninja. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's good, but she fucks me up. Attack. Like I, I, I make a lot of attacks. I play ranger, so like that's not great for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just like to attack a lot. Is my main thing. Um. And that's it, yeah. Uh, I think that's it for for now, right, Benny G? That's all yeah, the housekeeping. Yeah, that's it for now, my brother. Alrighty, well, uh, thanks for uh, uh, listening, everybody. And we'll see you again here next week for another episode of Ballin' Out Super! Adios, amor de dinero. I'm around you. Where can I go? I've got this board and these paddles, but I forgot how to roll.
Whose heart is wild. 